Welcome to the Writer Experience Podcast, presented by FlickeringMyth.com. I'm your host, Court Dunn. Join us as we talk to writers about their work, their process, and what it means to be a writer. Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash writer experience. Audible has over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Welcome to the Writer Experience Podcast. Today's guests are Mickey Daughtry and Tobias Iconis, screenwriting partners and the co-writers of Five Feet Apart and The Curse of La Llorona. They're currently co-writing a new Dirty Dancing film from Lionsgate and a live-action feature film, Night Books, for Netflix, which starts filming October 14th. And the movie version of All This Time, which they wrote, is currently in development. Mickey was previously on the show with Rachel Lippincott, who also works with Mickey, on writing the novels for Five Feet Apart and All This Time. Mickey and Tobias, we are very excited to have you on the show today. How are you both doing? Pretty good. Very good. Thank you for having us. Happy to be back. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, we're excited to have you back. You know my first question, Mickey. It's always, where are you in the world right now? (laughs) Mickey, I want to say you're on the West Coast. Tobias, are you out there too? Yes. Yes. I live in the San Fernando Valley, just a little bit north of uh, the city of Los Angeles. He lives in Sherman Oaks. Sherman Oaks. <laughs> and the skies are a dirty orange. Yeah, they are. Yeah. It's not very breathable out here. At least I'm closer to Santa Monica, so I get the ocean kind of, the breeze. I'm not near the ocean. God, I wish I, I mean, I am, but I'm not, right? I'm not like sitting overlooking with a latte, like the waves of Malibu, but I am a little bit inland of the ocean. I get the breeze kind of, it blows away a lot of the smoke. Mm-hmm. Not always, but he, you know, it kind of settles Valley is like a yeah, it's like a jello bowl. The smog <laughs> and everything just sort of sits in the valley and just soaks yeah. us. This episode, I would love to focus on your both screenwriting partners. I'd love to talk about the process of being screenwriting partners, how you work together. So the first thing that I would love to cover, given that you're both located in the same city, how far away are you? Do you meet in person these days? A lot of writers are working through Zoom and online, remote. So what do you guys do? We kind of do it all. We are about 25 minutes apart, I think, Spice. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And then, well, during the pandemic, we already kind of had our setup. We sometimes we write in. Pre- okay. So when it's really amazing, Spice has access to the Jim Henson. Can I talk about this, Spice? Yeah. To of course. The Jim Henson lot. And we sometimes get to go when we're having real trouble, when we're really blocked or something. And this is before the pandemic. We would get into the Charlie Chaplin screening room, you know, and I'm like, that's the real magic. So sometimes (laughs) every once in a while we've been in there like breaking something, but we generally work over the phone or we have this program that Spice found called Team Viewer and he will literally log into my computer. So we're sharing the same screen at the same time and we write together like that. Or yep. on something like uh, like The Curse of La Llorona, he took the lead on that script. So he would do a lot of the writing and then send it to me. And I would do a pass on like a character pass or scene pass. Or maybe we adjust this. What do you think about this? And, and then the inverse happened on Five Feet Apart where I took the lead on that. And I wrote the script. And then he went through it and maybe adjust this, do this. I have good ideas for these scenes. So that's kind of how we work together. And then on this night yeah. book, I would say we are 50, 50, in it, yeah. absolutely in mm-hmm. it together. We've written a lot of that on TeamViewer and it's so much fun. You know, it takes mm-hmm. us a little longer because we cut up and joke and talk about bullshit that we don't, that we should be working, but we don't. So <laughs> yeah. that, 
maybe the only downfall to us actually working together at the same time on the same project is we can't, you know, we can't focus. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but uh, it's uh, it really is on a project by project basis how we actually collaborate. But the pandemic hasn't changed our work habits all that much because, as Mickey said, us physically being together in the same space is not actually all that common. Yeah, I mean, we when we're really having trouble, we'll try to, you know, the spirit of Charlie Chaplin, we'll try mm-hmm. to get him to inspire <laughs> us. We'll go. Please, Charlie. <laughs> That's what we do. We go prostrate ourselves in front of Charlie and we're like, please help us. Yeah. Do you think that the pandemic, quarantine and all that, working remote will change forever the way that co-writers particularly, and even like writers working with studios, that kind of stuff work? Once things start to get back to quote unquote normal, Will people continue to prefer to work remote, you know, when they can actually start meeting more? Honestly, I don't know how other co-workers work. Sorry, co-writers work together because I'm an asshole and I've never asked them. <laughs> like, there it comes. I'm like, I'm trying to find a nice way to say, what a bitch. You don't even fucking ask your friends what, how they work. But no, it's, I think, yeah, probably. I think it's going to change to me. My opinion is going to change a lot of the way, a lot of the way many businesses work because so many they're finding that you're able to remote work these days and and almost be fully functional you know from your home office or from your sofa or shit from the bathroom if you want it you know so i think it's going to change a lot of everything yeah my guess is i'm not so sure if it will change how writers collaborate mm-hmm. but i think I, I think i can definitely anticipate More on the business side of the entertainment industry, you know, Mickey and I going to like these general meetings, you know, just uh, the meet and greet sort of meetings at studios or whatnot. You know, those are enormous time sucks because sometimes we're on the road for two hours to take a 45 minute meeting. Don't jinx it and don't put that shit out there. I like our meetings and I like. No, no, no. We love in-person meetings. Are these Bad. the water bottle tours that sometimes people talk yes. about? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's okay. an example okay. of it. That's absolutely cool, an cool. example of it. I really wonder if the pandemic isn't going to change that. I think Mickey and I, if given the choice, we'll, we'll go. We'll in go person in every person. Time. Exactly I'll go in right. person for a notes meeting, for a, for a pitch, for sure. Yes. For sure. I hope and pray that we don't end up pitching via Zoom from now on. Because it's just, there's an energy to being in the room with people and feeling it come back at you and know, I mean, you can really tell if they're into what you're saying or you can tell if they're bored as fuck and you're like, okay, peace out. Or, you know, we do yep. that one. But via yep. it's a little more difficult for me, speaking just for me, to read the room, I guess. Yep. So I really, really prefer being in person, but I'm afraid Spice made me right. Yeah, because people hate a lot of shit the, from now on. People hate the traffic in LA. They hate that, you know, they, they hate that slog, that drive. And Mickey and I think it's worth it. But yeah, yeah we'll see what we'll I see get what to NPR for, you know, an hour. Yeah. Dialing it back a little bit, Mickey, the last time you were on the show, we talked about your origin story and how you met Rachel, but how did you guys meet? And also <gasps> I would love to know, Tobias, did you always want to be a writer? And what's your origin story, you know, before you what? met Mickey? Let Spice tell the origin story because I, okay. I got a lot of talking time on the last one. Okay, great. And include how you got your name. I'll give you the name story. But what I will say is, yeah, I came to LA with just a degree in English literature. I went to a small I'm liberal a arts school. Didn't, you know, there was no film department at my school. So when I came to LA, I took some... UCLA has a great sort of adult ed night school program. I took some screenwriting classes at UCLA in the evening. And a couple of instructors, a husband and wife 
married instructor team at UCLA. Joe Bratcher another, and Judy Farrell. Joe Bratcher and Judy Farrell. Mm-hmm. They invited me to join a writing group that they run out of their home. And I was like, yeah, that's fantastic. So Twin Bridges Writing Salon. Writing Salon, yeah. And it's yeah. still ongoing for upcoming screenwriters out there. It's really mm-hmm. fantastic. It really gave mm-hmm. us a really great foundation in what we do. Yep, absolutely. And I think I was part of Twin Bridges for close to 10 years. And I was very focused on writing commercial material. I was very interested in, you know, the summer popcorn blockbuster movie. It's the kind of stuff that I like to watch. It's the kind of stuff I like to write. And at least in that little group, I was a little bit alone in that sort of commercial interest. Yeah, yeah, they're doing their, you know, and and no, not do anything, but you know, they're doing the deeper, you know, the Oscar pieces. You know, the, yeah, you know, that's I mean, exactly right. And here's that's the bias exactly. with behind enemy lines too. You know, <laughs> right, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. So hey, a lot of talented writers in the group, but they had definitely had a, most of them definitely had a very different focus onto you know what they were wanting to accomplish as writers. And then Mickey <laughs> uh, Waltz is in from Georgia. Um, fuck Georgia. She, she shows up and the. Very first script. My practice script. She brings into the group. It's amazing. It's oh, a coming of age you. story. Yeah, it's a Southern coming of age story. And it was astonishing how good it was. I mean, it was like something that would have taken me 10 years to get to that level of skill. So it was phenomenal See why writing. I love him so much. That's all. I'm going to quit. But, you know, it was a Southern coming of age story. It was, Again, it wasn't, it wasn't exactly. Up yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So once again, it was sort of wasn't really in the ballpark that I was, you know, I, I was trying to, to break into. But then, <laughs> then <laughs> she shows up with, she shows up with this, this script, this sort of action horror script, sort of a version of this most dangerous game. This was, uh, this was uh, 2006? Maybe? Yeah. So yeah. It was, yeah, it yeah. was before, all, before the new dangerous game stuff. Yes. Dangerous Games movies have come out, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she had this, uh, the uh, lead character was a female ex-Marine who gets hunted in the woods by a team of guys that also have her, also have her sister, her younger sister. She's the bait, yeah, to get her to yeah. play the game. Younger sister is the bait, that's exactly right. And I was like, holy shit. You know, because this is exactly like the kind of stuff I love. And so I immediately was like, I need to... I need to uh, get to know Mickey because it was really one of the first scripts that I had seen come into that group that really was sort of playing in the same sandbox that I've been, I've been playing in. I'm so impressed by it. He was so impressed. He came in and goes, hey, I'm Spice. No, he didn't. He said, <laughs> he said his name was Tobias, but he said it really quickly, like, hey, I'm Spice. And I heard Spice. And so that was his name for me. I really thought that was his name. So that's why it's so easy to call him that. And he said, I really love what you're doing here. Can I rewrite your fight scenes? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, yes, please. Because I had, you know, he had been bringing in his action scripts, which are amazing. One of these days, by the way, Spice is, a, we're going to get to write an action movie because yes. this, this town needs to fucking know what he can do with an action scene. And I just, I'm, I think it's a damn shame nobody knows it yet, but we'll get there, Spice. We're yep, going to get We'll get there. Yeah, it's going to happen. So yeah, all the uh, so he he comes up to me and goes, "Hey, I'm Spice. Can I <laughs> can I rewrite your action scenes? Can I rewrite your fight scenes?" And I was like, "Yes, please." And he was like, "And while we're at it, I'm working on this script. Can you rewrite my characters?" And I'm like, "Yeah, sure." 
no problem. So that's kind of how we we started, wouldn't you say? Like we yeah. just flipped scripts that first time. And it really, yours was something you were adapting from a novel and you were working on, they had suddenly hit you with, can I speak to this? Is that okay, Spice? Yes, absolutely. They had hit him with, we want to bring, it was an ensemble, it was a book, it was an ensemble character. It was, it was an action book, but, the, but the, it was an ensemble cast. So yep. the stories were told very evenly from each character in the book. And they suddenly, after like two or three drafts, wanted to bring this one particular female up as the lead and craft everything else around her being the lead. And that's when he said, I, I was definitely out of my them. depth. Yep. And he came to me and he said, I would love to rewrite your fight scenes. Will you please make this character the lead of my script? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Fuck yeah, let's do it. Fran, uh, Fran uh, I think it was Fran. She was a... Uh, a waitress at a diner. That's right, Fran. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that, and to me, God, character stuff is my, it's my favorite. It's just everything about it. I love it. So, so we, we flip scripts and we just never, st- after that, we never, we never stopped doing it. Everything mm-hmm. he would write, he would give it to me to do it, to do, you know, just a Mickey path and everything I would write, whether it's a character driven thing or not, I would give it to him to do a Tobias pass. And we are just, like, and I think I said this to you before on the last podcast, we're like two different legs in the same pair of pants and you don't walk well without each other, you know, is my opinion. Even when one of us is taking the lead and one of us is, you know, is shouldering the brunt of the story, I need him. And I like to say he needs me. Like we, yep. yeah, we 100%. limp. If we're not together, we're limping, mm-hmm. basically. And we sort of traded scripts back and forth for a number of years, just very casually and informally. Yeah. And then I think it was in 2013, we decided, you know, this is, this is silly. We should just make this official and become an actual writing team. And then the, sort of the moment we made oh that my decision. God. minute. Yeah. The universe sort of acknowledged it and opened up some amazing doors for us. It really was like that. Yeah, it really was like that. It was like we made the decision and six months later, we were at Austin. We were signed with Fox and Colbrenner. David Boxerbaum is our agent, and he he found us. He discovered us, and you know our manager's Adam Colbrenner. And so we it was just like boom, hi, and it was almost like fate was waiting on that moment for us to go. Oh shit, we should be fucking doing this together all the time. And it was like, yeah, you should. Check mark. Moving on. You know. <laughs> yeah. Love that, Mickey. Last time we talked, I said the word granular, and you said you also love the word <gasps> granular. So let's get granular. Maybe let's that should be part of the podcast. Maybe I'll say let's get granular. granular. All right. Getting granular so. <laughs> with mixed spice. <laughs> you know, you mentioned one of you will take the lead on different projects and how sure. you kind of each complement each other's skill sets, so to speak. We've had writer partners on before, screenwriter partners who have actually said, no, we actually, you know, do kind of the same thing and are probably equal in that way. Mm-hmm. So as far as how you work together, can you go through it in further detail into, let's say you've got a script that, Mickey, you're really interested in the characters and you've got the ideas for the characters. Mm-hmm. How do you take the lead on that first? And then what does it look like when you would then pass that over to Tobias? Do you mean like a, like a spec script, like an original idea or something we can hire yeah. to do? I don't know. It's up to you. What do you think would be more relevant of an example? Well, usually, if, okay, so they're, they are different. So say with Five Feet Apart or with The Curse of La Llorona, we sat, we knew we were up for those jobs. Right. So we sat and together, well, actually, you know, he took the first pass on the pitch of here's my idea for this 
particular story that New Line is looking to hire writers to do. And I went through there and it's the same way we do with our scripts. And so I went through and said, okay, well, let's, you know, and then we get together and we chat, we talk on the phone, like what's the best thing I can hear and what would be really cool. I'm like, oh, fuck yes, that's going to happen. You know, and so it's kind of the same thing with Five Feet Apart. I would say, I wouldn't you say I wrote, I kind of had the inspiration for how the story should go, who the character should be, how it should go. And then, and then I'll be like, you know, when they break out of the, do you think they should break out of the hospital? Is that fucking stupid? You know? And he's like, no, God, fucking break them out, man. You know? So it's like, that's kind of how we do it. But when it's an original idea, it's more like, I'm just going to talk from my point, Spice. It's like, hey, what if, what if we wrote a movie about blah, blah, blah. And that's how it starts. Right. And he's Mm -hmm. like, yeah, do it. And then I'm like, okay. And then I start having ideas for it. And I call him with every time I had a thought and he expounds on it. You see what I mean? So, so the original stuff comes really, I would say the germ would come from one of us. And then we just kind of build it because we lean on each other in that way. It's like, he's my favorite sounding board. And and so I, I bounce things off him for everything, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of, I would say, how we do it. And then when it comes to draft, if it, were, if it were my big idea, I would write the first draft. Like, that's the way it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then I send it to him. Or not saying that he's not involved in every step of that draft because it's, hey, read these 10 pages. Hey, read these 10 pages. What do you think? And he's giving notes every time. I don't yeah. know, you're hitting this a little hard. You know, maybe the better pivot to go here would be to do you know this amazing thing. I'm like, fuck you, yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. And then, so we're kind of writing together. It's it's real. I know it sounds like just a clusterfuck, but it's not. It works. It's not. A yeah, show. it works. I mean, the thing is, the only consistency is inconsistency. You know, Vicky, there's one right. example I want to I want to give where a studio several years ago was kind of looking for a sword and sandal sort of movie. <gasps> yeah, yeah, and we yeah. Were, we were, and we were, trying to, we were trying to break that and we we're having a lot of trouble with it. And um, let's say for, for non-writers, maybe who are listening, a sword and sandal is like a, like a Spartacus or like something set in the, the time when people are wearing sword and sandals. I just want to be. Yeah, clear. that's exactly right. And we were having trouble, you know, together, Mickey and I were having trouble breaking it. And then one night, inspiration <laughs> struck. Mickey is a night owl. So the, all this happened while I was asleep is she came up with the entire idea from the start to finish, yeah. downloaded it onto a 10 page, you know, sort of pitch slash treatment. And I woke up that morning and there it was, and it was pretty much complete. Yeah, <laughs> And I was, I, yeah, that happens sometimes. And then, but I loved it. So ultimately the studio uh, uh, did, didn't buy the pitch. But I've 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 loved it so much since then that I've <laughs> I've actually <laughs> taken it I've taken it on to just write the script based on it. I'm about, I'm about halfway through, that, I, and I just I just give that us. example just because almost every project is different. How Mickey and I approach it, how the work is shared, how the work you know the mechanics of how we work together. Yeah, but that download wouldn't have happened had we not done all the work together before and trying to figure it out. You know. So that is vital. Found the, as well. Yeah, the rejected ideas. That's okay. Yeah, the, the, there yourself, was a lot of work. Give yourself credit for the shitty ideas. <laughs> yeah, all the bad ideas had to get out of the way. That's exactly right. And for, then it just for you went, to be open to the good <gasps> idea. Yeah. Oh my god! And, and and also too, this is a ter- This is one of the things I hate about myself the most. But we were pitching the next day, and we didn't have fuck all 
And we were like, shit, oh my God. And I said, just go to bed, just go to bed, you know? And I sat up and it was like, oh fuck. And it just started coming. So almost it was a back against the wall kind of pitch. And it was, it was really good. We are going <laughs> to, we're going to get that damn thing done because it was good, but it, it was a back against the wall kind of pitch. So it was almost uh, like I was thanking every every God in the universe for the help. I was like, Oh my God, thank you. because we would have, it would have been, it was for relativity when relativity was still, you know, around and they relativity studio, very yeah. big footprint. You know, they had a, they had a big foot, you know, in it. And we were, and it, we were fucking newbies, you know, and we were green as hell and scared shitless. And we were going in there with nothing. <laughs> we were like, oh, oh, but then it came. Right. So, but I just don't want to say, oh, Mickey downloaded this whole thing. It was so brilliant. Well, it's because we had done the work beforehand, if that makes sense. There was only one path left to go, and I happened to find it at 3 a.m. Mm. We have a lot of writers on this podcast. Do you like what writers write? Do you like free stuff? Well, Audible is offering a free audiobook download for listeners of the Writer Experience podcast with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I recently downloaded James Joyce's Ulysses for my commutes into the city, while our producer Harry, who may or may not exist, has been enjoying J.R.R. Tolkien's The Hobbit. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash writer experience. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash writer experience for your free audiobook. What's your favorite film of all time? It might be a sophisticated classic, a childhood favorite, or an enjoyable pile of trash you just can't help but watch over and over again. The Pick of the Flicks podcast, hosted by me, Tom Beasley, is all about celebrating people's favorite movies in whatever form they take. Each week, I interview a different guest about their chosen favorite, whether I agree with their choice or think they're as mad as one of Tom Hardy's accents. So tune in to Pick of the Flicks every week on the Flickering Myth Podcast Network and subscribe with your podcast app of choice. Maybe your favorite film will be next. Hi, I'm George. And I'm Sam. And we're from the That's a Classic podcast on the Flickr and Myth Network. We both bring three films each from a certain genre, and we battle it out to find out which is the ultimate classic. So you can listen to us on Flickr and Myth, iTunes or Spotify. Check out what classic we choose every week. You just mentioned the pitch process. Can you walk yeah. us through how the pitches come about? I imagine getting work through your agent or manager, they're getting you work to work on that already exists that maybe you're developing yeah. or kind of adapting. And then I assume you have your own ideas and those are the ideas that you are pitching, right? So, and no. then maybe, no. Okay. So no. walks to the pitch. We are going to get there. We have been incredibly blessed to, we have assignment work. We've been getting assignment work pretty much since we, since right out of the gate. And that's, we're really blessed. So we haven't sold an original idea yet, except for all this time, I guess, could be considered the most original idea that we sold, wouldn't you say, Spice? Because it's coming from right. the, my book. That's right. Yeah. Our first job was uh, was the curse for, for, for New Line. And, and it, was, it was actually New Line that was wanting to make that movie. And so they, they asked the producer to find some writers. And so the the producer approached Mickey and I through our manager, Adam Kohlbrenner. Emil Gladstone was the producer. Mm-hmm. And Mickey and I came up with a pitch, you know, based on this idea that, that for a horror movie that New Line had. And that was, the, that was our first theatrical job. And that's how it's happened since. Is that Which we are 
we're so, God, we're so lucky. We're so, yeah, we're super we're so lucky. lucky. Yeah. Dirty Dancing, you know, Lionsgate wanted to, to make a sequel to that. And I Fade Apart, you know, we talked about that. Court Justin mm-hmm. Baldoni, you know, had the friend Claire who, you know, that's where he got the inspiration for, you know, writing a story, making a film about two kids, you know, in a hospital in love who can't touch each other. And so that's, right. that's where that story came from, you know, because we just take, it's, it's mostly so far it's been, you know, a producer or a studio has, we want to make a movie about this legend or we want to make, and that's kind of what you get, right? And then you take it and the writers, they get writers and say, what would you do with this idea? And that's right. Two lines, two lines. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And to be fair to ourselves, I guess, is we would get in the room because of original screenplays of our that's right. of us that they've read. Samples. Mm-hmm. Samples. Okay, exactly right. Writing samples. So without a strong writing sample, we would have never had the chance to actually get in the room and sort of pitch our idea. So one could argue, yes, we are doing assignment work, but it was, we got it was original it. work that yeah. opened the door for us. Absolutely true. Absolutely true. Yeah. But we have not yet, and we didn't even pitch all this time because they had the galley of the book, and that's what went to the town with just us attached as we would be, you know, the screenwriter. So mm-hmm. we didn't even pitch that. So we have yet to pitch any of our original ideas, and we have a ton of them. It will happen. And one of those would be a fucking action movie, damn it. <laughs> Walk us through, because I know a lot of the writers listening probably want to get to that place too. So how do you go from doing, I don't want to call it assignment work, but that's kind of the word you use for it. But yeah. how do you go from writing you know, for the studios to leveraging that, taking your own ideas, and then kind of getting into a place where you're pitching your own ideas to the studios and hopefully getting that sold? We will find out. I think the biggest thing for us is finding that not, and I'm not complaining because again, this is, we have the, the luckiest fucking problem. Our luckiest thing is that we have, you know, that we're busy, but it's finding the time to, to, do you take this next assignment job, which you know is paying you You're it's likely because it's an assignment job to get made or do you turn that down to work on your own stuff? And so far we've not had the guts to turn anything down. (laughs) So we don't, we honestly, we don't know the answer to that yet. We haven't done it yet. We haven't done the pivot, but I think the more, but also, what I'm saying is we haven't really had the guts to, to do that yet because the assignment work guarantees you're, you're still in the business and you're still in the game. And I think for us as well, the more assignment work we get and the more movies we get produced, the better chance we have of selling an original idea, you know? So that's kind of, I think we're, I, I mm-hmm. don't know. I think yeah. I think that's absolutely right. And, you know, it, selling original ideas is actually harder and harder and harder to do, mm-hmm. right? Hollywood is, is, is very focused on underlying material. existing. Which, by the way, we're writing books. Uh-huh, intellectual property, right? So that's why Five Feet Apart, right. the movie happened. And that's why all this well, time... Well, no, 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 no. That's not true, honey. Five feet oh, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah. All this time. Yeah. Five all this time is what I meant. The movie before it was... Uh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Which is but so e- weird. Even then, but, though, you could argue five feet apart, given that it was based on a, a, a true person. person. 
Right. So there, there was some underlying material there. She was able to, yeah, to cornerstone that because she was a, you know, Claire Wineland was a big blog star for the CF community. And it's not based on her, but it's very no. much, she's all over inspired. it. She inspired she it. Yeah. Absolutely inspired it. A lot of Stella and a lot of the moments that Stella have came straight from talking to Claire. She's like, oh yeah, I used to hang upside down on my bed with the Apple vest and try to sing. And I'm like, okay, that goes in the movie, you know, stuff like that. So Back to, I think if we had, honestly, I mean, I don't want to belittle our work, but if all this time hadn't been a book, I don't know that it would be the kind of pitch that they, it's a good, mm. it's going to be great. But what I'm saying is it's an easier sell if you have underlying material. I'm not saying nobody would have bought it. You know, I think they absolutely would have with the track record of Five Feet Apart, but having the so book. Too. So I guess really it is, an original idea. We just, I wrote the book first, you know, so we would have, not so, because that's not true either. God almighty. It's uh, like, yes. Yep. We haven't done it yet, but we will. That's the answer. <laughs> we talk a lot about IP on the podcast. So for those writers who are listening, who are kind of put themselves in a position where maybe they've got something that a studio might be interested in, obviously you don't want to write something with the intention of that because it could be a little disingenuous, but yeah. do you have any suggestions for those writers who are thinking, you know, how they can think about their ideas and think about things that could be of interest to studios or different ways that they can, whether it's comic books or, you know, yeah. a medium article or anything like that? Well, yeah. Mickey, Mickey and I just did it. We just, there's a book that uh, I, I have a 12 year old son. There's a book that he and my wife and I read together that we, uh, that we really love. And I talked to Mickey about it and, I read and, she, it and she read it and she thought, you know, this would be a fantastic movie. So we reached out to the author just a couple of weeks ago and sort of made a deal with the author to uh, secure, you know, the rights, film rights to the book for, you know, a certain period of time. And we're going to try to, we're going to try to, uh, in the coming months, you know, pitch the town with this book. So the point being is one of the things that I think both Mickey and I would encourage writers to do is, is to secure that IP mm -hmm. to, to get that book that if you can to get that book, this is actually an older book too. It's not like some New York times bestseller list from, from but it 2019. Was. It was a big hit book. It, just, it was a big hit yeah. book, but it was but you it's know, not yesterday. That's exactly right. And, uh, uh, or, or, or a newspaper article or yeah, like you said, a comic book. That will help tremendously if you're trying to get someone in town interested in, uh, in hearing a pitch, if there is some sort of underlying material that, that you can show. Well, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm wondering if that's the other way. I think part of your question too was... How do you create your own? That's right. Oh, that's, yeah. I okay. think that's where... I think no, no, that's but that's very interesting because we've never talked about that route of finding an IP that already exists. And I'm sitting, I've been sitting here while Spice was telling you about the, the book that we found that we've secured the rights to, which we're so lucky because it's really fun. It's really good. It's a great story. But it takes it's time just, to create so that piece too, right? Oh, God, yes. Yeah, and, then, yeah. and then it's to get discovered and to get someone to actually put right. behind it and buy it. And honestly, we, we're the assholes who are so, who just got lucky because signing on to Justin's thing and, and having Justin really champion us for the script for for to write five feet apart that movie lent itself with the way that it was coming together to to being a ya novel and i don't, mm -hmm. I don't know if it was justin or if it was cbs films one of them said you know this could be a novel 
And at the last, it was like, I mean, at the last minute, they brought in Simon Schuster and said, yeah, we'll do it. And so they hired, you know, like we, we talked about, you know, if you want to know the whole story of how this happened, you can listen to the podcast from last week with Rachel and me, but, but they got Rachel in to, to do the adaptation because we couldn't, we didn't have time and we were on the, we were on the film set. So that happened and it kind of put me in the publishing world. So it was easy. It wasn't easy, but it was easier to, because I already had the contacts and things, you know, so we, we didn't have to cold call anyone, I think, which really, again, I, I just, I think our, our career, we are so lucky and we'll say that a thousand times until the day I die that I pinch myself every day and I pinch spice even more than <laughs> pinch the shit mm-hmm. out of him. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It's, but I don't, I don't know how to answer creating your own IP. I will say to it. Yeah. And I will say the internet has lowered the bar. Absolutely. Oh, yes. Okay. Let me speak. Because we have, because we have, Mickey and I have been approached with material, uh, you know, to adapt into a film that was first published on Reddit. Yeah. Reddit. Uh, Like a string on Reddit. Oh, that's that's, true. Okay. You speak to this and I'll shut up. I'll let you do the talking. I think there was a, this was about six months. Yeah, it was a horror thing. uh, About six months ago, um, a producer approached us with uh, somebody had posted over a period of time, sort of in sections or or maybe chapters, if you call if you you want to call it that. A horror story. And um, yeah, like the old magazines, you know, in the in the the thirties. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, They used to have like a little chapter every week, you know. And that's actually in the last few years. That's actually happened. Uh, that we've seen that three or four times. That's true. Um, where folks have uh, producers or studios have have found material literally on the internet They're in Reddit or everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there is somewhat lower barrier to entry if you've got a great idea, you're a good writer, put it out there. Yeah, no, that's right. And I, I was thinking only from, because I'm so fucking self-centered, I was thinking only from our experience <laughs> and not mm-hmm. what other people are doing. So I, um, no, he's absolutely right. Wattpad, Reddit, what are some other ones? There are a lot of, of the online writing communities where you can upload your stories. And, you know, people, producers and studios are, producers particularly, they're reading those. They're, they are needle haystack in this shit. They're looking for through everything to find the germ of their next story. And then what they do is they bring on writers like us to, to write them, you know, but yeah, there, there, uh, there are tons of ways to get visibility now. He's right there. I was just thinking, how did we do it? And I'm like, oh, God, we fucking, you know, we stepped <laughs> on the golden landmine and it blew yeah, up yeah, beautifully, yeah. but to do it, yeah, it's just the ret- Wattpad's huge, I think. And th- there are a bunch of those communities where you can upload your stories and they, t- they get turned into novels and then they get turned into movies. I mean, I think After was one of them. Fifty Shades of Grey was one of them. The huge ones, like that whole After series, I feel like I may be speaking out of turn, and but I'm pretty sure that was one of, it was either Wattpad, yeah. it was one of, yeah. the re- one of the readers, the online readers, yeah. and the readers' communities. and. That fucking thing is huge. Yeah. I think another big, a few years ago, uh, I think a studio bought the rights to some Reddit story of, I think it was like <laughs> the U.S. Army traveling back at the time to fight the Roman legions. Who would win? 
<laughs> and uh, I have no idea what's happening with that movie, but I, I remember that very distinctly because I thought, oh, that's kind of fun. You know, another thing that Mickey and I have been approached with over the years also is short films. So folks, folks will put together yes. a short film, which of course is easier now than ever before because you can shoot your, on your, your iPhone. Your iPhone is a badass, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you've got if you've if you've got a strong idea, put together a short film. That is another form of creating your own IP. Absolutely, is, it is. Is, yeah. uh, is putting is putting a short film together. The studio will buy the film and attach. You know, they'll they'll mm-hmm. pull the package together. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you just you just know that when you're making your short film. Have your, you should, well, no, I don't know. No, fuck it. Do what you want. Make your short <laughs> film. I was going to say a lot of times they don't have the full story ready. It's just the concept. And, but, but I'm coming from a writer's point of view and I'm like, what do you mean? You don't know what happens next. <laughs> like, but yeah. For those writers listening, we always ask the question, if you could choose one learning or insight that you'd want to share from your career, Mickey, I believe I asked this last week, but feel free to switch it up. Oh, that, um, that's a different yeah. question. You asked me what advice would I give. This is a totally different question. If you could choose one learning or insight from your career to mm-hmm. kind of pass along to writers, maybe do this or don't do this, what would you say? Oh, well then you're right. My answer is the same. It is don't think you're the only voice in the room. Know that you are not. It is the sum of all parts when you're when you're creating something, even if you're alone and you're office writing, everybody's going to get their hands on it. And it's only going to get better if you let the work come in and you don't fight it. I mean, definitely fight for your ideas, but be open and listen and know that, you know, four cooks can create something quite beautiful in the sense that, you know, you are the basis, you're the, you're the brew, right? You're the, you're the chicken stock. And then what they put in it is, is makes it, makes it the dinner. That was dumb as shit. (laughs) Keep it in there. (laughs) It was stupid. (laughs) <laughs> keep it in. Keep sure. all of it. Keep it. Keep everything. I think people need to hear me hemming and hawing and being a dumbass. Okay, cool. Because that's who I am. And you see me trying to course correct in the middle of flying off the cliff. I'm like, slow it down, slow it down. <laughs> you know, yeah. But yeah, that's my answer. And get us get a partner like Spice because, <laughs> but you can't have Spice because I will fucking cut you if you. <laughs> that's how you lose limbs. Is come after my partner. He's mine, 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 mine. The thing that helped me the most, that sort of got me to Mickey's level when she wrote her first script, was reading. Reading scripts. Oh, yeah. Reading books and reading scripts. A real breakthrough moment for me was um, I had a a friend who was an in-house reader for ICM, which was one of the, still is, one of the big talent agencies here in town. And so what he would do is he would send me scripts that were, you know, getting a lot of attention, selling for a lot of money. And I would read them to, you know, to look at sort of what what's sort of what's the sort of formatting that the town is expecting from a screenplay, which seems to change from one day to the next. And also how writers, you know, the voice of the writers and and that was enormously helpful to me. It's surprising to me how a lot of screenwriters actually haven't read a lot of scripts. And so that's one of the things you know, if there was one piece of, you know, advice I would, I would give is, is that, is do a lot of reading in addition to a lot of writing. You can download a ton of scripts online now too. Yes. It's so easy. easy I mean, that's right. When I first, yeah. I mean, when I first came to LA, that was not possible. That's what I think. I I think what I'm saying is you don't need a friend at ICM to get you the scripts. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. I mean, that's the only way I 
you know, back in the day, that's how, that's the only way I could get my hands on hot scripts. Now it's so much easier to do so. My last and final question is, did you have fun today on the podcast? Normally I would do a whole thing with my producer if we were in person and we would do a whole drum roll, please. But let's just ask you, did you have fun? Oh my God, yes. I would be on yes. your podcast every week. <laughs> <laughs> I really would. I'd love doing love this that. two weeks in a row. I'm like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, this is amazing. Yeah. Tobias, did you have fun? Oh, I had so much fun. I'm usually, I'm a lot more nervous about these things than Mickey is, but this is actually a lot of fun. Love that. Well, few projects coming out. I'll shout them out. New Dirty Great. Dancing film from Lionsgate. Yes. Live action feature film, Nightbooks for Netflix, starts filming October 14th. And then the movie version of All This Time, currently in development, do you guys want to add any context for any of those or plug anything out or shout out your Twitter? Any last things you want to shout out? I'm at, at Mickey Daughtry on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm at Tobias, Tobias Iconis, Instagram. I-A-C-O-N-I-S. Mm-hmm. Love it. That's us. I know I'm plugging the book again, but buy the book. Well, thank you again. Thank buy the book. You. And yeah, until next time, I'm sure, you know, now that we've had Mickey on twice, the chances of there being a third are so much higher. So, I, and Tobias, you know, you'll be back on. He's 100%. You know, we'll have to get you back on it. Absolutely. You know, be happy to. Dig we deeper. would love yeah, that. We would love sure. that. Well, thank you again. We really appreciate your insights and your time. It was an honor. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks to our listeners. We hope to see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to The Writer Experience. If you enjoyed the episode today, please leave a rating, a review, and a comment on iTunes. You can also check us out on Instagram at Writer Experience and Twitter and Facebook at Writer EXP. The Writer Experience is a Samurai Dinosaur production. Copyright 2019. All rights reserved. Music by Kevin McLeod.